All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Walt Sukira is our expert of the AKW Group in Akron, of course, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. We're going to talk this half hour about his company invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and portfolios that they have created just for their clientele. If you have any questions, though, about the stock market and any stocks that interest you, you can call Walt anytime in this half hour at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron, toll free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, the market uh, seemed to get a little uh, steam let out of it last week. The uh, big roll-up that's been going on for several weeks uh, kind of bogged down by the same old concerns it's been worried about all year, the, the pandemic and uh, whatever we can do to try to try to make make that better. It doesn't look really uh, optimistic right now. So how do you think that affected the market? Yeah, Bob, the, uh, the market did face some selling pressure last week. Uh, and again, it, it doesn't surprise us. Uh, we've had a very strong market, you know, for well over, uh, uh, you know, nine, 12, 10 months now. Uh, the Dow Jones last week sold off 283 points, uh, 0.9% uh, for the week. And year-to-date, it still maintains a little bit of a positive at 0.7%. Uh, the S&P sold off 56 points, so 1.5% uh, for the week. Uh, and again, year-to-date, we're at uh, 0.3%, so still still in positive territory. The NASDAQ was off 203 points, off 1.5% also for the week. And again, still in positive territory at 0.9%. Uh, percent, little little under one percent, and the Russell 2000, that measure of the small mid cap stocks, uh, actually advanced for the week 1.5 percent. So year to date, those small mid cap stocks are up seven and a half percent. If we look over at the fixed income side, uh, we've seen a little bit of movement. Um, you know, with the 10 year Treasury, we're at uh, 1.09 percent, and again, that's uh, moved up since uh, you know the middle of last year. Uh, the two-year Treasury is at 0.13%, the five-year at 0.45%, and the 30-year at 1.85%. So rates, you know, maintain their their lower levels, and again, everything points to them staying in, in that position. Now, in 2002, Walt Secura wrote a book titled, Is Your Portfolio Half Full or Half Empty? Kind of based on the old, uh, is the glass half full or half empty, balancing optimism versus pessimism. Where do you think that is right now with people looking at the market? Are they, are they optimistic or are they, are they more pessimistic at this point? Yeah, it's a really good question, Bob. And, you know, I got a lot of phone calls this week. You know, I think um, the pandemic's wearing on people. Um, you know, it's just everybody's tired, um, I, I think frustrated. 
the political situation didn't do anything to help, I think, people's uh, feelings. Uh, even though, you know, the stock market's been very positive and we've had good returns, I think people are battling with this optimism and pessimism. Uh, and if you don't mind, I, I'd like to tell you a quick story. I used to tell this all the time uh, when I used to teach at the beginning of semester. Um, it's about Opie the Optimist and Peter the Pessimist. Okay. So, okay, so the story goes like this. This mother had two kids. One was Opie. He was an optimist, extremely positive, bright, cheerful child. The other one was Peter, and he was a pessimist. Always sad, crying, depressed, you know, just kind of a downer of a child. And the mother decided one day she needed to get both kids help. So she took uh, both children to a child psychologist, and child psychologist spent time with both kids and came back and gave the mother some pretty odd advice. She said, go home and make one room the best room a child has ever had, fill full of toys and candy and bright colors, and put Peter in there for the day. Go to another room, fill it full of manure, and put Opie in there for the day. Well, the mother was kind of taken back. She was, you know, really kind of upset and paying the bill, you know, pushing the kids out to the minivan and gets them in the minivan. And, you know, here they're driving home and, you know, here's uh, here's Opie. You know, what a great day. Boy, that sure was interesting. I might grow up and be a child psychologist someday. I can't wait to get home. It's sunny. It's bright. Can't wait to play with all my friends. Meanwhile, Peter's in the van and he's crying, Mom, you know, I feel so bad. That doctor made me feel terrible. And, you know, the sun hurts my eyes. Slow down, we're going to wreck. And, you know, I don't have any friends and I need to take a nap. So the mother pulls in the driveway and she's kind of frustrated. And she said, you know, as crazy as that advice sounds, I'm going to give it a shot. So she goes in the house and she fills one room full of candy and toys and bright colors and put Peter in there and shut the door. She goes back to another room and, you know, empties it out, goes out to the garage, happened to be gardening season, so she has manure, brings it in, spreads it around the room, and as crazy as it sounds, she puts Opie in the middle of the room and she shuts the door. Well, a few hours go by, and like any mother, she goes to the first room and she opens it up, and here's this little boy and, you know, Peter, and he's he's crying and you know, Mom, you know, all my toys are going to break, and you gave me hard candy, I'm going to choke, and these bright colors hurt my eyes, and I feel so bad. And she shakes her head and walks down the hallway, and she opens up the other door, and here's this little boy, and he's sitting in the middle of manure, and he's laughing and giggling and throwing it in the air, and the mother can't help herself, and she said, Opie, what's going on? And he said, Mom, I know there's a pony in here somewhere. And and the reason I like to tell the story, Bob, is that, you know, I used to tell it again at the beginning of every semester when I taught was, you know, people have these positive and, you know, negative biases. And really the key is probably what the mother, the child psychologist was trying to get to, which is realism, you know, a realistic attitude somewhere in the middle. Um, I think when you start trying to frame the world up, whether it's half full or half empty, uh, that's a hard thing to do, and I think in investing it's the same thing. You know, we hear a lot of our clients doing that right now, and, you know, I tell them to focus on what's real, what we know, the facts, what we can't control, and, you know, not, you can't worry about things that might happen down the road or things that, uh, you know, may or may not happen or get too excited about things that may or may not happen. So I think that's the best advice we can get is, uh, just just like that mother was trying to do, you know, focus on the realism, not the optimism or the pessimism.
Now, of course, uh, with the political discussions that have been going on for the last several years, people are getting very, very uh, upset that there may be some major worldwide changes uh, coming along that would cost us our freedoms or, or cost us the uh, rights and the privileges we have already in this country. Uh, do you think that that is really a, 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 real, a real concern uh, in the country or for the market? And, or are people just getting so caught up uh, in this pessimism that they're just uh, kind of, as you say, wallowing in the, in the wrong side of the, of the glass? Yeah, Bob, I, I mean, I can't, we can't ignore, you know, what a brutal year last year was. Um, you know, we, a lot of our sacred beliefs, um, you know, people are worrying about their freedom. People are, you know, not able to gather with loved ones. Um, we're worried about our economic security. Um, our, our politicians did no, on both sides of the aisle, did nothing to help the situation. And, you know, we have just a very sensitized population out there, especially of older people, you know, that have really been impacted by this pandemic. Uh, even more greatly. You know, younger people aren't probably experiencing this as much, but much of my client base is older, and a lot of those people have been in quarantine. They've been kind of trying to keep themselves away and not living the life that they thought they would live in retirement, you know, taking really a whole year off. So it's been very impactful. But again, I think those are things we don't know, and, and calmer heads prevail. And I think we have to wait and see. You know, this administration, as we talked about, you know, uh, Democratic administrations have actually been very favorable to the to the markets. If we look back in history, you know, the stock market on average has returned about, measured by the Dow Jones Industrial Average, about 15.7% uh, when you had, uh, you know, a, a Democratic White House and Senate and House of Representatives. So I think we, we have to, you know, let this pass, take a deep breath, um, you know, think with calmer heads. Uh, use some independent thinking, get away from the news a little bit, and, and try to you know, focus on what your portfolio owns and why you own it, and, and back to some fundamentals that you can't control. And uh, what about uh, some of the things that you're considering in risk return as an investor? Yeah, Bob, well, we're really focused on valuations right now. I, I think the big thing is you know, thinking about what makes sense and uh, going through every one of our holdings one by one, um, again, we, we really want to know why we own and w- what we own and why we own it. And again, we have very focused portfolios, as we've talked about. You know, we have uh, three main portfolios that we run that invest in 20 to 30 stocks on average. And every one of those companies, we know. We know the business models. We know the value proposition. We know why people would spend, why they wouldn't spend. Uh, and we continue to, you know, focus our money in the way that we invest in, into that type of approach. So, we we are able to step back from that big picture view and those big picture fears because at the end of the day, you know, I know some things are going to happen every day. You know, when I drive by Starbucks, I see lines of people. And, you know, when I see the amount of people walking around with their face down in their smartphones and uh, driving with their smartphones and can't get out of their smartphones, you know, those things aren't going away. So you start to think, okay, who owns those and and who's making profits and, and what business models are really, you know, working out there. And then you check, you know, for financial power and then you check also for fair valuation, and if you have something that has financial power and, and fair valuation, then I think that starts to make you feel a little bit better about what you have your money invested in. 
Walt Sakira is our expert. He's from the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. He's talking about the stock market and individual stocks. If you have any questions for Walt, give us a call, 330-673-1234. And listening there online and uh, in around the Pittsburgh area, you can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. Back to COVID-19 for just one more more second. Last week, the CEO of Moderna, one of the vaccine makers, uh, Stefan Bansel, said that coronavirus is uh, not going away and the world will have to live with it forever. Now, while it's scientifically a correct statement, we still have smallpox in the world. We just controlled it. It's still there, though. But just having him say that kind of gets people scared that, uh, well, in COVID-19, I have to wear a mask the rest of my life. And how long is this going to go on? That's, that's got to be a negative impact on uh, people's attitudes in the market. It does, Bob. But I mean, here's somebody that's really a front line, and he understands the the you know the virus very very fully. And uh, he's saying, you know, this is probably going to be an endemic. It's going to be something that's me around. Sure, we're going to get control of it. Um, it's still going to exist, um, you know, like a lot of other viruses. And there's variants that we now see starting to uh, to show themselves. I know there was down one down in Columbus that you know quickly became the main uh, variant of, of the COVID nineteen. Um, we're just hoping that we can get enough people vaccinated quickly enough. I, I think the real goal is if you know you can get seventy percent of the population inoculated, then you know you you get some control on this, and uh, so things will get better. But again, it's something that's not going to go away overnight. We're not going to wake up, uh, you know, in June and and say, "Wow, that was that was it's gone." You know, thank God it's gone. It's it's going to take a long time for us to, uh, you know, get this under control. And but we're we're working on it and. You know, we're making progress, and I think there's some optimism around that. Let's take a call now for Walt Secure on Stock Talk 2. If you have any questions, as I said before, call 330-673-1234. Good morning. Good morning. Whoa, you're on WNIR. Okay, that's not going to work. You'll have to try to call back, 330-673-1234. It's earnings season again. Uh, the, the new year does kick off. Companies reporting the last quarter of uh, what they've made and uh, either proving they're recovering or uh, giving people something to worry about. Uh, what have you seen so far, and what are some of the things you might be worried about in these reports? Yeah, Bob, I mean, we've seen some uh, results. Just a few companies reported last week. Uh, we're going to get really into the heart of it, you know, over the next few weeks. And again, there's really big expectations built into these earnings reports. Analysts, uh, most quarters, they're starting to ratchet earnings down. Uh, we see most analysts out there bringing estimates up. And again, you know, the expectation is for that recovery. So I think that's going to—that's what kind of sets the stage um, as we move into, uh, you know, the earnings season. Let's try to get that call again here on WNIR. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. I was wondering if you ever looked at uh, Norton LifeLock symbol N L O K. It's uh, has a five, a five P E and pace uh, two and a half. Is that something you've ever looked at? Norton LifeLock. No, I, I never have, but uh, I will definitely take a look at it um, and and take you know take a see see what you're looking at there. Uh, let me just frame it up real quick for you. Just kind of what I can see looking at the stock. Um, N-L-O-K. Yeah, I have it here. So, again, this is an Internet and Security Storage System Management application. Um, looks like uh, last quarter was good, uh, 3% in revenue. Uh, had a really strong earnings quarter. Uh, the quarter before was down 6% in revenue, and the two quarters before that, they were pretty flat. Uh, looks like a company doesn't have a lot of revenue growth, but at the same time, they're they're managing the company very well, and they're, they're putting forward some pretty good... Uh, 
some pretty good earnings. So I would really take a look at the revenues, uh, the model, and saying, you know, does that revenue, will that revenue grow? Uh, That's where I would dive in first if I was looking at the company. Another one I was looking at was ADT, Home Security, ADT, with all the things on TV and all the things you see, is Home Security. Is that one you've ever looked at, ADT? Yeah, that'll be an interesting company to pay attention to. I have. Um, it's you know, I think if you if you continue to get unrest and people fearful out there, and uh, you know, this is definitely a, a fear type of sale that people that sell security systems, you know, uh, they look for people almost to to want to protect their home and have a fear that there could ha- something happen to their home. Um, so again, it, it'll be an interesting one. Looking, you know, at the last couple quarters again, fairly good revenue growth there. Uh, have not been profitable. Uh, the last quarter was flat in revenue. So again, I would I would have to look strong at that business model to say, you know, can it have the financial power over the next couple of years? It looks like the estimates aren't very strong for the company. So I'd really have to dive in and take a look at it from that perspective. Okay. Well, thank you. Sure. And thank you for calling. Talking to Walt Sukera of the AKW Group here in Akron, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. Com. Now, last week, one of the stocks in your core equity portfolio, the financial business, J.P. Morgan, a well-renowned long-term name in the banking industry, they are always the first to report their, their earnings cycle. How did J.P. Morgan do when you continue to like that stock in that core equity portfolio? Yeah, J.P. Morgan, Bob, um, this is probably the largest and most complex financial institution in the United States. You know, when you look at J.P. Morgan, you're talking about uh, consumer and community banking, corporate and investment banking, commercial banking, and asset and wealth management. So they have everything happening inside that company. Uh, they they had a lot of reserves that they had put away for loan losses. Uh, they were able to provision those reserves a little bit. They brought $3 billion out of reserves. They have over $30 billion set aside. Uh, and that really helped them surprise the street and put up a really good earnings number. Um, again, the prudence of a bank is to you know manage the risk, manage the balance sheet, make sure you have the proper reserves in place and that you can use them when you need to use them. Uh, so they had a very strong earnings report and really surprised Wall Street pretty handily. Uh, they also had some really strong growth areas. You know, their investment banking area was up over 37%. Um, so again, if you're going to own a bank, this is one that we've chose to own. Uh, we just think that, you know, when you look at the banking system worldwide, you want a leader and J.P. Morgan t- continues to be a leader. Uh, also pays a pretty good dividend at 2.6%, and they continue to try to grow that dividend. So it's one that fits well under our core equity model. Let's take another call now for Walt Secure here on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, I got a question with some money. As you take it out of your uh, annuity plan at 72, I think I started, I was drawing 3% interest. Now I put it in the bank and it's drawing next to nothing. What do you suggest? With a hundred thousand dollars accumulated from taking that out, what should I do with it? Uh, it's a, again, good question. Um, it's really something that's you know we'd have to. I'd need to sit down with you and talk about your risk and return parameters. You know what you're willing to take on with risk. I think there are ways to invest uh, in in today's market. Um, you know, but again, you gotta you gotta feel comfortable with the approach that you take. Um, uh, you know, if you're looking for that fixed type of investment, you know, we, we just talked about, you know, you look at treasury rates, if the five-year treasury is paying 0.45%, 
anything you five you know pay more is is going to be risky or it's going to be a financial product that you probably has some bells and whistles to it so you just have to be careful but uh yeah there's there's lots of things to talk about and you know we'd welcome the opportunity to talk to you about it uh, but again that's probably something that's more personal well i don't want to put something my risk is over in life i don't want to i lost back in the day where that we lost i lost a hundred thousand just on paper one time uh, through a new, or when the stock market took a dump hole, what, 2008. But I would like to put it into annuity for like six months or a year and just maybe got two or 3% so I could match what I had before. Yeah, so you you need to shop around and talk to some people that specialize in annuities. We have some annuities here, but again, it's, um, you know, it's something that you have to look at the different products. Always keep in mind that, you know, with an insurance product, uh, it, there's there's some kind of cost and expense to it, and you're protecting something or you're buying some features and benefits. So just make sure that, you know, you all ask all the right questions. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't know anything that I can recommend to you on, on here on the phone, but I'm sure if you shop around a little bit, you can find something that makes some sense for you. Uh, somebody told me there's a CD out there at Pace uh, where you just put it in a CD for a year. You can draw like 3%. Is anything out there like that? Not that I see. Not that I see. No, our CDs aren't paying anywhere near that in the three-year range. Thank you for calling in. Walt Secure with us to talk about stocks at 673-1234 here in Akron. Another purchase in your small mid-cap portfolio that you continue to make some changes in. You bought Zillow last week. Uh, Tell the folks about Zillow and why you bought that stock. Yeah, Bob, Zillow's an internet-based real estate company. Obviously, they've historically focused on revenue from third-party brokers, um, just listing securities. Um, a lot of people have downloaded the Zillow application or go online and look at Zillow to look at home listings in their area. Um, but one of the big things that they did, they kind of moved to this iBuyer program, um, which basically uh, somebody that doesn't want to go through the hassle of listing can you know, go on, fill out a questionnaire, and get an offer within a couple days uh, for a purchase. If they like the purchase price, they can really wrap that home sale up very, very quickly. Uh, so they've gone into 25 metropolitan markets. We see a lot of companies heading into this type of uh, you know type of program, and Zillow is a leader because of the traffic that they have and the usage. People trust um, of the of the actual internet uh, you know program that you know they're well positioned to take advantage of this i buyers uh, type of market where they again are making instant offers uh, for people that are trying to sell their real estate another stock you bought in your small mid cap portfolio last week surprisingly is norwegian cruise lines well, it seemed to be a bit risky with uh, cruises continuing to delay their 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 ships and their cruises and also they had their own mini pandemics even before this big one came with so many people getting sick on cruises what what makes you want to buy the cruise line now well, Bob, we want to buy things when everybody's fearful, and we want to sell them when everybody's excited. And, you know, people are still a little fearful of cruise lines. They they have to make it through a period of time. It is a little bit risky. But, again, when we put it in a portfolio of 20 or 30 stocks, it's only one of, of many holdings. Uh, we think the risk reward parameters are there for Norwegian. Um, this was uh, a company that operates 28 ships, and, you know, they, they cruise in many places in the world. Uh, you know, very strong brand name as far as destinations go. And we see an incredible pent-up demand for people wanting experiences. You know, when you go back 100 years, you look at the Spanish flu. When we came out of that pandemic, you had an incredible passion of people wanting to live their lives again. 
Um, and also, if you look at future bookings, a lot of these travel destinations, people are booking. They're booking a year out. They're booking for the end of this year and next year. Uh, people want it back, and people want to go back to the experiences that they had before the pandemic hit. So uh, we kind of think that's a good entry point for Norwegian. And, you know, we like the uh, the overall story, although they don't, they don't have the financial power right now, Bob, but they have the ability to recover. That same uh, thought processes is why you also bought JetBlue Airways in the small mid-cap portfolio. Exactly, yeah. Same thought process, Bob. Again, we like JetBlue. They don't have the same hub-and-spoke uh, you know, cost system that a lot of the big airlines have. They have a, a very depth, thick route system to destinations that people are going to want to go to. And, and again, you know, the discounting type of airline uh, should do very well as people you know, really want to get back out and travel. Uh, they're not so reliant on business traffic. Uh, they're more reliant on passenger traffic. And, you know, when people want to go back and start vacation again, we're going to see that happen. And I think JetBlue will benefit from that. You also added to both to your uh, empowering women portfolio and your co-equity portfolio, the uh, company Zoetis. Uh, I think that's how you say that. Uh, what, what, what about that company? What, what is it uh, worth? What is it doing? What is it, why is it worth investing in? Yeah, Zoetis, Bob, we talked about them a few weeks ago. They're, you know, they're the uh, animal health care company. Uh, they make uh, anti-infectives, vaccines, uh, diagnostic equipment, uh, other health care products for animals. Uh, half their business focuses on production animal, uh, livestock, you know, uh, animals that are, are needed for our, our food system. And the other half is on companion animals such as dogs, horses, cats. So uh, they're well positioned and they're global. Uh, they, they participate in over 100 countries in the world. And again, uh, you know, when you talk about health, it's just not human health. Animal health has become much more important. A lot of people look at their animals' uh, health and safety, you know, just like they do, like their kids. So uh, that humanizing of pets is definitely there, and people are spending a lot more on health care for their animals. Now, I want to remind folks that you can uh, certainly contact uh, the folks at the AKW Group. They are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, which provides all sorts of advice and investments and uh, private equities and estate plan reviews, tax reviews, uh, calculations, uh, IRA security illustrations, uh, Roth conversion analyses. So if you're looking for some, not only just some good investment and good investment performance, if you're looking for some advice, too, on how to uh, look at your entire financial picture, you can always call Walt Secure and his team and also, you can call Sue Marshall and her team in Pennsylvania and uh, get some of that advice uh, through their contacts and through the worldwide contacts of the Robert W. Baird Company. Once again, Walt's local number is 234-466-7476. That's 234-466-7476 for Walt Secura and the AKW Group in uh, Fairlawn. If you're out there in western Pennsylvania, you can call Sue Marshall and her branch of the AKW Group. They're in Washington, Pennsylvania. Their number is 412 412- Four eight zero five zero nine zero four one two four eight zero five zero nine zero. Well, we have another big Browns game coming up today. At this time last week, we had uh, you know really had no idea what the Browns would do, and they astounded us with their victory over uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Walter, you've been around the Browns, big fan, all the way back to the nineteen seventies and eighties. When you remember those original teams that did so well in the eighties, and I was working with it for the Browns at that time. How does uh, this team feel to you compared to those teams which did have uh, some substantial success? Well, Bob, it feels like a team again. I I think, you know, the one thing you like about the Browns right now is that, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski and uh, Andrew Berry and uh, 
uh, Podesta there and, and Haslam's. They've done a good job, I think, putting a culture back together where this team seems like they're playing as a team. And and, and that's important, you know. It's it's important for the Browns. It's important for any anybody that works in a team environment. And, uh, you know, we're excited for the game today. I mean, again, last week was a big win. We got a little bit of brag rights over our office over there in Washington, PA. They didn't want to pick the phone up this week when I was calling on Monday. Uh, but, uh you know, we're, we're going to take that win and, and, and be happy with it, but it'll be a lot of fun today to see how they perform, and uh, this year's definitely been a success, and let's hope that uh, they can put one more victory up on the, uh, in the win column for us today. And that concept of teamwork, it also applies to working with people about their investments, too. It does, Bob. I mean, I couldn't do what I do here without my team, my, uh, my local team, and, and Robert W. Baird and the, and the bigger team. You know, we, uh, we have depth. Uh, we have people that are, uh, you know, exceptional at what they do. We have a great culture, and and that's what creates success and wins um, for us. You know, when we're working with people in their financial situations. So, uh, uh, teamwork is is really what it's all about. And there's no I in team. It's it's all about uh, working together. So quickly, what about this coming week, where we finally will have an official transfer of power to a new administration? And what do you think the market will do? Well, Bob, I think well, it'll be an interesting week. We've got a lot of earnings reports. I think that's where the market's going to focus. Uh, and again, yes, the transition to power will happen. And let's just get that behind us and uh, let everybody calm down. I think in a few months, everybody will feel a lot better. And I, I know we will. And uh, we continue to hope that uh, this economy continues to recover. Walt Sakara, the AKW Group, uh, tell him you heard him here on WNIR Kent Akron. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. ADT Inc., symbol ADT. JetBlue Airways, symbol JBLU. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Moderna Inc., symbol MRNA. Norton LifeLock Inc., symbol NLOK. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Limited, symbol NCLH. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Zillow Group, Inc., symbol Z. Zoetis, Inc., symbol ZTS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.